Welcome to Heroes with Jay, Jack, and Mike Reborn. My name is Jay. My name is Mike. And I can't believe we had to wait so long, so long for season two to happen after the greatest season finale <laughs> of any TV show of all time. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's it's the the this the point of this podcast is we felt that you know season two just had, of Heroes is arguably one of the best seasons uh of tv there is i wouldn't even say arguably it's definitively the best i mean let's be honest here i mean that show okay you're good good. i'm coming out hot i'm coming out hot. like you know a nice hot peter petrelli about to explode (laughs) in kirby plaza by the way loved love that retconning by the way right at the top love the retconning that he didn't die that he actually regenerated and nathan got radiation oh just so much beautiful stuff we can talk about but uh not to step on your intro too much but we all know that i mean television shows they take a little while to grow into things you know it's like uh it's like uh jay you're probably going through toilet training your children it's very yeah. similar right like you can't put the kid on the potty and expect for gold to come out of it uh you're you need to sort of wean them onto it and, and make them they need to learn sort of how the way that things run every great show does that and so i think that we are truly exploring the epoch of the show probably the greatest piece of dramatic television that i have ever seen at least in the form of heroes i, I if, if anyone argues with us that season two is not the greatest television in television history i will hunt you down and punch you in the face it's really it's well uh jack that's very aggressive of you and care. and mike mike famous for his hot takes is coming out with a hot take right off the bat uh in this episode I and and like, <laughs> i do like how you ruled that peter petrelli hot take <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean and and when we looked at it you know there's there's so much great podcasting out there but there's just a, i think a total lack of podcasts that really dig into season two of heroes um and you know they we've had heroes were born and we felt you know now more than ever is the time to make this podcast release this podcast heroes with yes. jay jack and mike reborn so Nothing like two years after the reboot of Heroes Reborn <laughs> for this podcast come out. Really, our timing is absolutely key here. Well, like a fine wine, you have to let things age properly mm-hmm. before before you. I'm can telling you, nothing them. has aged better than Heroes season two. More than ten years after the fact. How many times have you guys rewatched it? I do it like once a week, but I'm kind of crazy. Mm. You I know, mean, I'll I don't have time for that, but that's impressive, Jack. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably, I'll usually when I'm doing something in the background, I'll usually pop on like a nice, you know, mid season three episode, you know, like a nice like Arthur Petrelli moment, just sort of play in the background is white noise. Because uh, I, I mean, I can basically, you know, we can all, we can all like mouth the lines along with the characters at this point. But it's been a while since, I've, since I've gone back to season two. You know, I, I, I pine for season two sometimes. It's a, those are the golden days. And I'll admit afterwards, maybe not, might not have been so sunny. Maybe from like an A plus to an A minus. I stopped watching the Emmys because it got no, 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 no uh, awards. For uh, yeah, I mean, talk about, I talk said, about I, snubs. I said, forget it. I'm yeah. done with the Emmys. Famous snubs. It's usually in the, like those top ten lists of. You know Emmy snubs, and it's usually up there. 
It's usually up there. Well, if you have listened to any other of the Jay Jack and Mike podcasts, you know what you're in for uh, with this podcast. Uh, you're, we're going to do a recap of uh, season two, episode one, four months later, dot, 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 um, written by the incredible Tim Kring. And uh, so we will be re- uh, recapping that episode, talking about it, theorizing. Um, we also have uh, a couple special segments. We have a new segment uh, with Colleen. Uh, we also have some on the f- in the field reporting uh, from Chris in Boston at the Rhode Island Comic Con, uh, where he is going to talk to fans waiting in line uh, for. And this is this is kind of a hot take exclusive thing: uh, the Heroes reboot reboot. So really mm-hmm. excited to hear you know ground level what the Heroes fans are talking about there. And then as always, we'll finish out the show with some listener feedback, uh, which should be a lot of fun. So, without any further ado, gentlemen, are you ready for the Heroes Recap? So ready. Oh, man. It's been years in the making. I'm ready for this. All right. Here we go. Uh, Four months later, uh, in March 2007, Shoresh and Bennett are conspiring to bring the company down. Mohinder is hired by Bob Bishop of the company. The Bennetts have moved from Texas to California. Matt has divorced his wife because she was pregnant from her affair and is raising raising Molly with Mohinder. Uh, Molly has been having nightmares about a man who can see her. Hero meets his hero, Ken, uh, Kensei, in 1671 Japan, who is actually an Englishman. Uh, twins Maya and Alejandro Herrera flee a murder charge and try to get to the United States to see Suresh's father, whom they do not know to be dead. Cato is murdered. Peter is in Ireland and has amnesia. Nathan has become an alcoholic. Whew. That is wow. TV gold. A lot, a lot packed in. Yeah. To this I mean, episode. we all know one of the absolute best things about heroes are the fact that they can really build their cast out to gargantuan portions. And really, it does not thin any story or plot line whatsoever i mean we don't get some key characters you know like we don't get monica you know the niece of nikki who really plays a big role if you can remember monica's the one who knows muscle memory she watches ipod videos of uh of uh like taekwondo and is able to do it and of course we even go one episode without the best character in television history and that is siler such as I'm such a Siler head, a Siler stan, if you will. And it, it's criminal that we go even one episode without that man gracing our screens. But it just shows how th- fantastically large the cast is and how, you know, everyone really gets their time in the sun. And all the storylines are just, oh, they're just I feel like I'm Bob touching all the storylines and turning them into gold. None of them faltered. They all make perfect sense. You know, you said si- you mentioned Siler, the greatest character in television history. You can't see it, but I have a poster of him. Right here. Wow. I mean, I'm talking like full, talking full length? Full length post and it's signed. Skyler. Skyler? That's how it's signed. <laughs> oh, I think you I don't think you think you went to the right person. Yeah, I think signed. I think Jack, you might have gotten ripped off there. <laughs> oh, it's breaking bad. Anyway. Um uh, no, I mean, you know, because a lot of times uh when a season or maybe a second season or third season, they'll bring in new characters, Nikki and Paolo, anyone. Um, you know, they'd be really, they, just, they, they feel like out of place or just like, ugh, what's going on here? But can we talk about the new characters in this episode? Just how much yes. weight and, and drama and awesomeness that it brought uh, to, to the show. 
Oh, it's incredible. I mean, we we leave off on these like eight or so characters on a really climactic cliffhanger note, and we have no idea what's going to happen with them. But I think the idea to dedicate half the episode to a group of people that we don't know yet, whose powers we still don't know by the end of the episode, oh, it's just... It's delicious. It's delicious to think about. Like, we, we, you know, we, we don't make new friends, but keep the old. Like, well, mm-hmm. I want to embrace what's coming in my direction, no matter how confusing and, you know, uh, subtitle dependent it may be. Yeah. And I mean, Jack, you love subtitles, right? I mean, that's probably your preferred it's, way to watch TV. Exactly. It's, uh, I, I, I lo- it just, it's great television. So I mean, I, and one one of the great things about Heroes as well was that I don't know if you remember, uh, but the fantastic ADD method that they subtitled, where every time a subtitle would come up, it just pop up on a different part of the screen for no particular reason whatsoever. It really kept you on your toes as a viewer. It's just, uh, I mean, that brings me back. It's true. That's true. Um, yeah, and uh, and and what's with the the bleeding eyes? I mean, that's that was pretty. Scary. That's, that was, uh, really I, I was I had to turn on the lights because I was watching in the dark. It's it's it, it's it trippy me. stuff. It, theories there? Any any thoughts? Uh, what that could be or what's the deal? I mean, my biggest theory is you know I, this is 2007. I'm pretty sure around that time. When was the uh, the Virgin Mary statue that was like crying blood? Right? Oh yeah. When yeah, was that? That was in the two, two, the aughts. Yeah. So I feel like this is and Tim Kring, who is you know a master of narrative. And the probably one of the greatest writers in the living world today. I, I think that's sort of his allegory for the impact of religion. And I think we might be getting some, you know, larger holistic views on the show. You know, I, I feel like the the first season was all about like finding the power within yourself. It could be more so this season about you know finding the power above, in a way. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so it's like it's uh, not not even a, a hero complex. It's a God complex that, that we're tapping exactly. into this season. And how superheroes might consider themselves gods as well. Yeah. I mean, again, Tim Kring, just layers on layers on layers that man provides. Any chance we get Tim on the podcast? I Maybe. Uh, yeah, he's so busy and so, so busy in demand. Like, I don't know if he'd have the time to come on the show, really. Love to talk to him, <laughs> uh, Jack. Any any big any crackpot theories for you uh, in this episode, or any anything uh, pressing that you, that you're thinking about? You know, I'm still trying to figure out the whole cheerleader thing, so I'm kind of stuck on that. Mm-hmm. Well, so are you feeling are you feeling there there's there's more to the explanation we got at the end of season one? Oh, there's gonna have to be that maybe and maybe we haven't still haven't gotten yet in season I, two, episode I, one premiere. There's no, yeah, I'm sure somewhere down the line we're gonna get all the answers that we that well i feel like the what? answer that we got was fine the uh we saved the cheerleaders so we could save the world you know like i, Jay, feel like I don't know what you're talking about heroes would never use characters past their prime you know when they fulfill their use it's not like the show would say okay we feel like we need to keep these characters around you know they they're they fill the purpose and then they're out that's why we get this riveting storyline of Claire moving to California and going to this new high school where the the girl from Glee is mean to her and there's a boy who can fly who is sort of like flirting with her slash negging her. I mean, this is really quality stuff. I yeah, I mean... Theory, I, I do have a theory that I think somewhere down the line, Claire is going to start singing country music. That's a that's a that's a that's crackpot, Jack. I mean, I know that's your thing, I'm just, I'm, I'm but that's saying, really crackpotty. It's a power she has. 
Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I, country music is a difficult and complex, uh, you know, musical genre. Um, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, okay. Well, I think uh, any any final thoughts for this episode uh, before we go to our news segment? I want to go watch. I mean. I mean, I uh, I do want to talk for a second about this uh, lingering plot to have Mohinder Suresh and Noah Bennett, aka Horn Rim Glasses, they're infiltrating yeah. the company from the inside. I mean, granted, we haven't reached peak Mohinder Suresh yet. He hasn't injected himself with superpowers, and as we know, that was the most riveting part of the entire Hero series. But that being said, I think there's a lot of intrigue going on. You know what? I love me some Steven Tobolowski. So if we get more of him going on with this company stuff, even though, you know, uh, spoiler alert, RIP George Takei, RIP Kato. You know, I loved, loved the final scene where he gets accosted on this roof and they purposely don't show the person. He's wearing a hoodie and you can't see their face. So it's going to be one of the biggest mysteries of the series. And really, the payoff there is just... Ooh, it's just sublime. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's very true. And uh, and that's why, again, that's why we're here, uh, Heroes with J-Jack and Mike Reborn, um, because this is this is only the beginning of uh, our coverage of, of this fantastic, amazing show. Um, all right, gentlemen, are you, are you ready to get into our news segment? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, Colleen, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hello, boys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> um, so you are doing our Heroes in the News segment. Or is that is that what it's called, Heroes in the News? Well, it's it's whatever you want it to be called. I'm We're gonna, workshopping. Okay, well, I, I like Heroes in the News. All right, so to start... I, oop, hello. I, I like... You like Heroes in the News? I Fantastic. Okay, well, there we go. So, Colleen, uh, what do you got for us in our Heroes in the News segment? All right, so I decided... Well, welcome, everybody, first of all, on this first edition of Heroes in the News. I decided that we were going to catch up with what the cast members have been up to. And we will start with Siler himself, Zachary Kinto. Kinto has been uh, spreading his fingers. I think it's Zachary Kinto. No, it Pretty is Pretty sure it's... Yeah, the, mm. the emphasis is on the I. Wait, hold, on, hold on, Heroes fans. We should never argue. You're right. You're right. That's true. That's true. It's not in the spirit of heroes. We should all yeah. cooperate. That's yeah. that's code number one. I'm sorry, Jack. You're right. Also, can I can I put in a brief? I don't want to argue, but I do feel like heroes headlines might be a better title for this segment. Ooh, heroes headlines. Ooh, I heroes like headlines. I like the alliteration. Since I don't argue, okay. <laughs> well, uh, can I can I finish now? Oh sure. Okay. You haven't even started, yeah. so go for it. <laughs> Kinto has been spreading his fingers as his career lives long and prospers as the wise Spock in J.J. Abrams' Star Trek franchise. Uh, Hayden Panettiere, who played the young cheerleader Claire Bennett, recently starred in the hit show Nashville. Panettiere is also now married to a really tall dude and has a young daughter named Kaya. Uh, actor Milo Ventimiglia. Okay, not to argue, I think it's Kaya. Kaya? Sure. Actually, you could be right about that. You could be right about that. You know, heroes fans are so argumentative. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just. You also saying, like to cut people at Comic Con. No, I am just saying that it possibly could be that. Okay, uh, actor Milo Ventimiglia, who portrayed Nurse Peter Petrelli, now stars as America's walking advertisement for crockpot safety and why you shouldn't be a hero, aka Jack Pearson on NBC's This Is Us. <laughs> Rest in peace. I was going to say, this is, uh, this is audio. They can't see that. 
Uh, meanwhile, Adrian Pastar, who pay- played Milo's brother Nathan, was promoted to a much better superheroes universe and can currently be seen as uh, Glenn Talbot on Marvel- Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, meanwhile, Allie Larder, who played twins Nikki and Tracy, was featured on a 2013 episode of The League. I love that show. I miss it. And continues to kick butt in the most recent Resident Evil movie. Uh, Noah Gray Cabay, who portrayed Nikki's adorable son, the child prodigy Micah Sanders, grew up and got really hot. He also recently gra- graduated from Harvard University. Dang, hot and smart. Hot and smart. Heart and, and apparently he's like a piano prodigy. Do we, again, uh, Colleen, do Triple we threat. These, these actors going from such a great show like Heroes to these crappy shows. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, these are all... Ma- I know you're saying these are Heroes headlines, but these feel like major downgrades. <laughs> it's like their career peaked at Heroes, and now they're like, like one guy, yeah, I was in Heroes, now I'm, I graduated from Harvard. Yeah, well, if you want to uh, speak about uh, peaking, wait till you hear what the last two have been up to. All right. All right, so future Masi uh, Oka, a.k.a. everyone's fi- uh, favorite time-traveling hero, Hiro Nakamura, now appears on Hawaii Five-0 as the Jewish-Japanese coroner, Dr. Max Bergman. I'm glad that they don't typecast him anymore. Oh, whoa, my, my data must be old. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry, we're talking about a season from 2007. You are okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and finally, actor Greg Grunberg, who played Officer Mac- Matt Parkman, now writes children's books and appears in whatever J.J. Abrams will cast him in. Well, Force Awakens, anyone? It's so good that he got that, that whole I was on Lost thing and went to Hero. Well, that and and but he was in arguably the best uh, episode of Star Wars, uh, Episode Seven, Force Awakens. Like everybody I, loves I, that I movie. Everybody loves it. Label is the, the pilot from you know Lost, and it was hurting his career, but luckily Heroes came along. Well, I think, but I'm 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 saying like I, how how town is Greg Grumber that he's in a show like Heroes, everybody loves it, and then he goes to. The Force Awakens and really re-energizes that series of films. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, well, not not according it's to fantastic, him, but everybody else agrees with you. Uh, maybe I mean, maybe. I I personally have. I'm looking at the the full size poster of Greg Grunberg specifically in the Force Awakens right now, and I I absolutely agree. I know that they are you know coming out with his spinoff movie hopefully sometime soon. Uh, I think that obviously that's that was the part that everyone came to see. I remember the theater that I was in, we all let out a cheer when he said, of course, his most famous line. I won't quote it here because I know it's extremely trite, but, you know, I, I feel like maybe he uh, he mind warped his way into getting into every one of J.J. Abrams films, considering that's Matt Parkman's uh, style of operation. Ooh, I see what nice. you did there. It's, it's, it's true. What? And I, I am excited for his Star Wars Origins movie, that pilot guy. It's going to be. Sna- yes, he does a good job Temin playing is- pilots. Well, it's it's he's Tamin Snap Wexley for those of you that might have momentarily forgotten. Uh, and and I'm I'm lucky to be starting my own podcast, Snap for Snap, where I <laughs> talk about the exploits of Snap Wexley and just give a lot of snaps, like come commending him oh, for so all the like great a- work he's. So is it like wait. Def Jam poetry? Like you're kind of snapping, clapping? Yeah, exactly. Do I, do, I, I bring in any people who want to do any sort of free verse about the great character of Snap Wexley. So, Mike, are you a Snap Wesley stan? Absolutely. I mean, look, <laughs> uh, you know, Siler will always be first in my heart. 
But when it comes to Greg Grunberg characters, Snap Wexley, number one with a bullet. But Matt Parkman, especially later stage Matt Parkman, honestly, the best thing they could do with that character is give him the ability to essentially screw with the entire reality of the show and allow him to change realities in people's minds. Honestly, the the least confusing thing the show could have ever done is give him that power. So again, thank you so much, Tim Crane, for doing that. Yeah, definitely less confusing than future hero. Um, all right. So Colleen, is is does that wrap up your hero's that headlines? That wraps up my hero's headlines. And well, I just like to point out that it started and ended with cast members who JJ Abrams has helped their career. So Oh, there you go. All right. Very well, true. on that note, live long and prosper. Thank you, Colleen. Heroes and headlines. Let's let's give her a snap Wexley <laughs> round of applause. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, that means it's time to go out to our field reporter, uh, Chris in Boston, uh, who is at the Rhode Island uh, Comic Con. Where he's not at the Boston Comic Con? Uh no, uh Chris Chris in Boston goes to the Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah, you can't, uh, can't go back to that one. <laughs> yeah, they they won't let him back. He he had his uh, press credentials uh, forever uh, removed. Was that the uh, fight? Is that the one where he had a fight with a lost fan? We really we can't legally discuss it on this show, yeah. but uh, that's he, that's for another time. He did put a pencil in some lost fan's eye. Uh, again, <laughs> can't talk about it. So uh, let's go to our field reporter, Chris in Boston uh, at the line uh, for the Heroes Reboot Reboot. So, uh, Chris, take it away. Hey, guys, Chris in Boston here down in Rhode Island. Um, because we weren't really allowed much funding for this new podcast, I, I wasn't given a camera or anything to do a proper uh, coverage of, of here in Rhode Island, in Providence, Rhode Island for Rhode Island Comic Con, um, but uh, I wanted to make sure I got to, got to 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 introduce the, the our new show to some of the, the fans of Heroes who are here waiting in line for the panel for the Heroes reboot reboot. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of you know introduce myself to some folks over here and 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 see what they're excited about. Okay. Hey man, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Good, good. Thanks. Hey, hey. So my my name's Chris in Boston. I'm here with Jay and Jack's Heroes Reboot Reboot Podcast, and um, I just wanted to say hello and say I see you're waiting in line here for the Heroes Reboot Reboot panel. Yeah, I'm, I'm wicked excited. I can't wait to get in there and see what see what they're doing. You know, nice. like it's ah. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're a big fan of Hero, are you? I am. He's probably. I think he's he's my favorite character on the show. Definitely. Awesome. I love Hero. Ah! So. <laughs> What what are you most looking forward to in this uh, this upcoming season of the Heroes Reboot Reboot? I mean, I'm just really excited to see a lot of the character development. You know, like, what are they going to do with Peter Pacelli? You know, like, what's going on with Hero? You know, like, there's just a lot that I think they didn't tie up at the end that I'm really excited to see now. You know, I'm like, you know, it's more Hero. What one, one might actually say that they actually didn't do anything at the end. Or, yeah, or, or enough. But, yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. Cool, cool. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate hey, it. Thanks, dude. Hey, how, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Hey, my name's Chris. I'm, I'm just here just talking to people who are you know, fans of Heroes and just kind of seeing um, what you guys are looking forward to. So you're in line for the panel for the new Heroes Reboot Reboot. Um, so I'm just curious. What, what are you most excited about? Well, I'm a really big fan of This Is Us, and this is the cheapest way to see Milo Ventimiglia because he was on the show. Okay. Um, well, okay. Um, <laughs> well, well played, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Uh, okay. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, there's only two people in line for this panel. Um, 
So I'm running out of people to interview, but oh, hey, here's somebody. Hang on one second. Hey, how what? you doing, man? Oh, oh, what's going on? Hey, man? welcome. Hey, hey. My, my name's Chris. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm introducing myself to the folks here at the uh, the Heroes Reboot yeah, Google man, channel. Super excited and um, um, huge I, fan. Yeah, awesome. I'm glad to hear that. So, what are some of the things you're most looking forward to in the Heroes Reboot Reboot? I mean, come on, these guys are like the, some of the biggest heroes ever. Coach Boone, got a little Coach, Coach Boone. Boone. I mean, yeah. Hayden Panettiere. Look at that, like you know that that filmography she's got. It's crazy. So you gotta love that. Huge fan. So Coach Boone, wait. Dude, are you talking about Remember the Titans? Yeah, that's what we're all here for. It's a, a Coach Boone fan club. What are you talking about? No, man. Coach this, Boone! This is the this is the Heroes Reboot Reboot panel. What? The show with the... What? The Reboot that's, Reboot. Man. Is that the show? Oh, no. Nope. Nope, guys. Roll it out. Wrong panel. We gotta go. Gotta go. Wrong panel. All right. Go. So Sorry. he's gone. Well, uh, well, I got you guys here, you know... You said, you know, we have a new podcast coming out. Jay and Jack presents the Heroes Reboot Reboot podcast. I was wondering if you guys might be interested in, in uh, subscribing. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, I actually wouldn't be. I would not be. You know, I would not be interested. Uh, no. No. Oh. But, okay. thank, but thank you. Thank you for coming thank down. You. And thank you. Our... Thank you. Okay, guys. So, so, yeah, this is Chris in Boston in, in, in Providence um, saying uh, bye. Uh, shoot. Uh, Chris, thank you for that fantastic uh, field journalism. You don't don't have to listen or subscribe. Just give us a five-star review. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like uh, the best geniuses receive the most adversity, right? I mean, look at the the man we have mentioned so many times, the beautiful words that have escaped our lips so many times tonight, Tim Kring, you know, unfairly mocked for his taking over of Heroes Season 2. But did he relent? No. He just kept on digging that hole he dug for himself. And I tell you, eventually he did strike that treasure or at least hit the Earth's core. There you go. That's that's true. And, uh, and you know, I'm excited to see where uh, Chris in Boston uh, calls us from next. Um, and again, sorry that uh, we didn't have enough uh, money to give you a video uh, rig set up. Um, you know, we should do but some kind of to be honest, it's better not to see your face on the show. Raise money to get Chris a camera. But again, do we really do we want to see him? It's it's kind of like a win-win no, situation. Well, line, line okay, it? Um, so uh, thank you for that segment. Uh, it is now time uh, for the best part of any uh, Jay Jack and Mike podcast. It's time for listener feedback. So are you guys ready to get into this? There, there's nothing from Ethan, is there? Uh, no, no, Ethan. No, right, Ethan. Then, then so I think it. we're fine. I think we're okay. All right, cool. Listener feedback. All right, it's listener feedback time. This first call is from a Shandy. Uh, so let's mm. go to that uh, call right now. Hey, so why do they have to say the cheerleaders save the world? Why couldn't the cheerleader just be the one to save the world? Oh, interesting, interesting thought there, Shandy. I mean, uh, to the to the group here, uh, why, yeah, why couldn't the cheerleader save the world? Because she wasn't a male cheerleader. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I Shandy, I feel like that's a that's a good call out. Right, right. I mean, but do to Jack's point made earlier, do we still think that maybe there's an overall prophecy for her to fulfill, where maybe they they uh, stumble upon some sort of ancient mine and we see the words save the cheerleader, save the world scrawled on it. But then a rock falls away and with it comes the first save. So it just says the cheerleader save the world. And then 
minds get blown. And honestly, I'm just planning this Heroes reboot reboot. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything for the panel, but I feel like that's that's going to be a wow. key plot point. I think that's a great opening. It's like they're they're you know archaeologists and they're kind of the brushing away the debris and bam, that's that's the reveal. That's that's so great. They've, that's they've great. Had cheerleaders for hundreds of thousands of years. Is that what you're saying? Um, I mean, yeah, it's well known. Okay, all right. Um, mm-hmm. And here's the thing: say that I mean, there's male cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. So really, I, that's why I'm saying it. It could go. But yeah, no, she, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, Mike, that's a great hot take. Full of hot takes today, Mike. I mean, but we could also argue, I mean, that one guy at the, the Rhode Island Comic Con, Hiro Nakamura gave him lots of cheer. So maybe Hiro was the actual cheerleader. Uh, ah, there you go. That's true. Could take it many, uh, many different ways. All right. This uh, next call is uh, from Amanda in Brooklyn. So, Amanda, take it away. Hey guys, it's Amanda from Brooklyn. I'm so glad you guys are doing this podcast because I just started watching the show. So like perfect. But anyway, I was watching and I noticed something kind of interesting that I wanted to call in and talk to you guys about. So I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but when you add up all the numbers on the show, they equal 108. And I just thought that was so crazy. So I don't know, maybe that's something you guys have talked about. Maybe it's not. I just wanted to pass it along. Anyways, I'm such a big fan, and I'm so glad you guys are doing this podcast. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Wait, wasn't that from that crappy show Lost? Uh, no, I think maybe Tim Kring was the one that actually came up with that. So really, okay, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, there it's there's a pretty well known story among Hollywood where you know Tim Kring and his infinite wisdom was, uh, you know, and walked out of a Starbucks after using the bathroom without paying for anything, and he scrawled something on a napkin, uh, four eighteen, four eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty three, forty two, just random scrawlings. I think he was going to use for some sort of other purpose, and you know, in his uh, escape to probably create another perfectly crafted piece of pop culture uh the napkin just slid to the ground uh, at the shoe of a young damon lindelof uh who then went on to pick it up and decided to create something of it so i mean if i can anything i can say they maybe have co-ownership of it so let's hope that this wasn't a mistake call but yeah unfortunately you know after the first season of lost came out tim had to go back to the drawing board and say okay let's cross out these numbers but man i've got something much more in store secret triplets let's make it happen people now was was it true that the the, that the theory with the numbers that the, uh, the 4 8, 15 was that tim was a big dodger fan and those were all great dodger players uh maybe i see i always heard it as tim kring you know, big, big star, big, like in terms of writers, showrunners, like the best. Yeah. And so he sees a fledgling Damon Lindelof, like stressing out, struggling to come up with something for the show that he's working on. And the way I heard it was he scribbled it on the napkin and he was like, here you go, kid. Let me throw you a bone. Oh. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's like, like, like a mean Joe Green Coke yeah. commercial type of thing. Like, exactly. hey, kid, catch. And he he hands him basically the the basis for his entire show. Um, And, you know, the rest they say is history. That's that's how I've heard it. But I get, you know, it's one of those things where you get different, different takes of the same story. Is that is that why Lindelof left Twitter because of the shame of him stealing the numbers? Well, it was I'd see from that perspective that was given to him by, you know, Tim, like Tim, you know, chiseled the tablets of this of his show for him just, you know, on a whim. Okay. As he was leaving the bathroom at Starbucks, but 
And then he and then he just wrote he wrote two words at the bottom of it, Greg Grunberg, and then just sort of left it at that. And that's yeah. I think that's sort of what God he sort of said like, Hey JJ, I'm on the phone right now. It's me, Damon, Damon Lindelof. Uh, you know, I got this name on this piece of paper. You know that new sound you've been looking for. Well, listen to this, Greg Grunberg, and the rest was history. That, wow, that's incredible. I mean, it, it's just the the uh, the way that Tim Kring is just intertwined between all the pop culture that we love is incredible. He's just like he. Is, I mean, he really is the Jacob in a way. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, all right, uh, let's go to this next call. Uh, this one is from Joel. So, Joel, take it away. Hey, Jane, Jack. Uh, Joel here, just calling in. First time caller. I love your Heroes podcast. Um, I haven't gotten to season two yet. I'm waiting for the Blu-ray disc to come out. But I had a question that's just been eating a hole in me. So, Siler informs Mr. Bennett that as soon as he gets out of containment, he's going to collect one more ability from his daughter. To my knowledge, they've never met before, so this would be like the first time that they've actually met face-to-face. How does Siler know Claire Bennett is Mr. Bennett's daughter? If you have any insight into this, it's been killing me for a few years now. Like I said, the Blu-ray should be coming, Amazon Prime, in a few days, but I I don't want to spoil myself. I'm going to read this answer, listen to this podcast after I get the disc and have watched season two in its entirety. Thanks so much, and uh, please let me know. Well, thank you, Joel. Hopefully we can dissect that for you, but I, I might, I might say Jack, since you are the, uh, Skylar Siler Vegas fan, uh, what, what, what are your thoughts here? I just think that's part of his power. Would okay. Mm. I mean, it's, it's just, to me, it's just a simple answer. We're, I think we're over, we, sometimes you can overthink stuff, which I, I don't like people to do that. You know, they just look for the craziest answers they can, but you just, sometimes it's just as simple as he just knows. I mean, he's, he has that ability. I have heard there was a like a deleted scene, and maybe this is how the Blue Waves will help because you know those damn suits at NBC. They didn't let Kring put this in, but I remember that when Siler is traveling back with Maya, uh, that he ends up killing a trucker at a, a you know at a rest stop in Modesto and takes his superpower to instantly know the genealogy of every person that he touches. Uh, it's a really kind of innocuous superpower, but it's a lot of fun to touch someone and essentially get their entire familial history. And I remember that, you know, uh, Siler just sort of like puts his hand up to the glass like a certain Star Trek character and Bennett does the same thing. And then in that moment, even though there's glass between them, his powers are strong enough that he just sort of gets this glimpse of, okay, he's a, he, you know, she's his adopted daughter. I know who she is. So a little bit of like a secret history behind that. But yeah, I can understand why, I might be more of a plot contrivance on first glance. Yeah. All right. Uh, and we have uh, two more calls. Uh, next one's from Nick. And after that, we have one for Matt. Uh, but let's uh, jump into this call from Nick. Hey, guys. This is Nick. I was just calling the first to say great job on season one of Heroes. Uh, you guys just fell right back into it. You know, you guys kept it fresh and interesting to listen to. But I'm a little disappointed that Jack thinks it's better than Lost. You know, like, what's up with that, Jack? Uh, but it's only season one. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I did have a few nitpicks, though, with the finale. Because, I mean, come on, guys. Uh, first and foremost, uh, after that huge build, that's it? I mean, talk about milking it, the show, for next season. I just didn't even get it. I was like, what? That huge thing. Like, I was so exciting. It's so many mysteries. And then it's like, meh. 
But, uh, I mean, the whole premise was that the season was to stop the explosion in New York. And it focused on Hero trying to stop it, but it never happened. He just was like, yeah. And then, don't even get me started with Skyler. For all that, oh, did he get away? We don't know. It's just like, look up in the sky and that's it. I just felt it made like all the heroes look weak. Like, what is this? You know? And then Peter has all these powers. Why couldn't he just fly himself into space? Game over. You know, that's it. Like, let's get rid of this evil guy. We'll have another one for next season. Come on. Just lazy writing. You know, it's kind of like Darth Vader just going, no. And then save the cheerleaders, save the world. Why was that so important? It just kind of whimpered out. I mean, hopefully they can figure it out in season two. Maybe a little face. We'll see. Like, keep up the good work, guys. Well, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, nits picks uh, from Nick. Mm. I, I got a question. Um, Why do people from Tennessee hate everything? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's my only complaint. I mean, how can you watch this show and have a like a list of complaints about it? I mean, anyone? Complains yeah, that's about the finale of season one. We shouldn't even play their call, to be honest with you. And I mean, to their point, though, as we talked about before, I think season one was when they were trying to figure a lot of stuff out. I really don't think they solidified what the show is going to be about until season two. So, you know, Nick, fear not. Moving forward in season two, they will no longer make, you know, ridiculous things happen for plot's sake. They will no longer build up things only for them to fizzle out. They will no longer build up mysteries only for them to go unanswered. Those things are all absolutely nipped in the bud at end of season one. Season two starts over in a brand fresh new way that satisfies every single sense that you have in your body. I, I got a theory that uh, this is Nick, right? Yes. He'll still find something to complain about. I, well, listen. Yeah, negative Nick. Yeah, negative Nick. Uh, there I'm we go. Sure, negative I'm sure, Nick. I'm sure he hates Shakespeare, too. Um, but, you know, a bold proclamation again, um, you know, I, it's uh, how do you not support it? Because I agree with it 100 um, percent. So hopefully, hopefully, Nick, uh, things get a little bit better for him you have to because he's it seems like he's just in a bad place right now. He's just very negative, negative Nick. And hopefully things get better for him because it's it's uh, sorry. I just can't agree I, I, with your feedback. Sounds here. like a downer. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our last bit of feedback here. It is from Matt. And uh, he says he has a top three list for us. So maybe a uh, top three. Okay. Wow. Top three uh, yeah. I, so uh, let's get into Matt's call right now. It's a great list. I, it's, I'm just have a feeling like a guy named Matt. He's going to have an awesome top three list. Just my just my hot take. If I could have a hot take, that would be mm. my thoughts. I'll allow you one. Thank I, you. I, Thank I you. Don't no. All right. Here we, here we go. Matt, take it away. Hi, this is Matt. I'm calling in. Uh, because, you know, as much as I love Lost, Heroes is just so much better. And I kept thinking about, like, Amen. all of the ways Amen. that Snaps. Heroes is just, like, far superior than Lost. And, and and though it's really hard for me to narrow it down, I've came up with three, I think, rock-solid, like, reasons why Heroes is just going to go way beyond Lost, okay? Number three, Silar Siler, that, that Siler guy, he's a watchmaker, okay? I mean, that's like a really evil thing to be as a villain. And I just think like you can't have a villain that's like scarier than a watchmaker. Number two, um, no flashbacks. 
I mean, come on. Those flashbacks, how old is that? Like, this show, Heroes, is all about character development and not getting all, like, weird with timeline stuff. You know, it all makes sense, really. Um, but, but the number one reason why Heroes is so much better than Lost, it's not on an island. I mean, come on. Like, islands are so boring. Like, you know, this gets to take place all around the world. And there's, you have to save the world, not just a stupid island. So I'm sticking with Heroes. This show is going to blow up. I think it's going to be so much better than that stupid lost thing. All right. Thanks. And, and, uh, I love Jay and Jack. Uh, thank you, Matt. Uh, Mike snub there though. That's fine. I've been snubbed in every single one, but you know what? Some of the best people and characters have been snubbed before, including in heroes. I will again, draw attention to the great character of Monica from really made this season two, but I got to say, I mean, uh, you know, in, in complete uh, opposition to our previous caller, gotta agree with every single point that Mad made here on his fantastic list. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't even think about it. Like, how stupid is an island? Is like a location, you know? My, my only, uh, my only question was Matt Stone. He kind of sounded really high, didn't he? Ah, uh, no, I thought he sounded perfectly. I thought, I, I thought, I thought he sounded like he was high. All his mental functions were top-notch. But I, I, I love his point about the lack of flashbacks because all we need are, you know, two characters, like we see with Maya and Alejandro here, who come into a scene, we have no idea who they are, and they say, essentially, hello, she, he's, she's my sister, I'm her brother, we need to go to the American border. And, like, that is just mm, essential exposition, you know? Not clunky writing. at all. Going back to great writing. Yeah, just smooth. It really smooths in. Like, why do we need to see these characters in previous places? Why do we need to show, not tell? Let's just tell. Tell. Tell all you want to. Yeah. It's it just because flashbacks just get in the way. Like, they don't they don't add anything. They don't make me care about these characters anymore. Or, you know, yeah, like, John, so what that John story. Locke was in a wheelchair? He's walking now, you yeah. know? <laughs> That's my biggest complaint on This Is Us. Always going back. Always yeah. going back. It's like let's let's live in the now, okay? Let's stop, you know, worrying it. Let's let's live in for today. Yeah, sounds like sounds like Nick was running lost. He's so focused on the past. That's <laughs> very true. Negative Nick. I'm sorry, ma'am. Just so sorry. Uh, well, it's his own fault. He's just so negative. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, you know, get help, Nick. Get get help. Uh, all right. Well, I think that wraps up this uh first episode of uh heroes with jay jack and mike reborn uh and i you know what i had a blast this was this was great um thank you i'm gonna have a hero sandwich um uh yeah i'm gonna have a gyro uh myself uh a lamb and cucumber sauce and i'm gonna go drink a i'm gonna drink a biro i guess that will fit in (laughs) um and uh you know uh, look for uh, more episodes uh, to come and uh yeah, what, yeah. Are you, what, are you, what are you guys thinking like tr- tri-weekly like we, we record three a week we got to catch up to yeah. the essential Wait, reboot reboot I, I think so I could, do, I could do one every day Ooh, daily maybe daily i like that yeah so I, it definitely at least tri-weekly so be on the lookout for that and subscribe uh to heroes with jay jack and mike reborn um and uh give us a call at 385-309-0311 Call anytime.
Uh, what's guys? 385-309-0311. Calling time to questions, comments, and or theories. Uh, send an email to heroes, WJJMR underscore 2007 at gmail.com. Once again, that's heroes, WJJMR underscore 2007 at gmail.com. And uh, and join our Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash J and Jack group. Uh, also launching today is our new store uh, where you can buy uh, T-shirts uh, with uh, different uh, artwork from our different uh, podcasts that we do on this network, uh, most especially uh, Heroes with J, Jack and Mike Reborn. Well, there is some other there. There is our Ross podcast stuff on there. Oh God! Do you, you have a shit big bucket of those because they didn't sell, and you have to just sort of push yeah, them? Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been sitting on those for like a decade. But also, yeah, but I, yeah, I know that I'm I'm personally uh, I'm really excited about the Siler is my Guyler uh, buttons that I've been pushing out. So I've got I'm sitting on at least like a thousand of them. So I'm excited to uh, oh, you know they're going for like how, how many do you think we're gonna sell, Jack? I, I think they'll sell them out. Sellout, first day sellout. That's the store. I mean, I don't know what the capability of the store is, but I'm a little worried that it's going to crash. When people are sharing this episode, hashtag Siler is my Guyler. I think, I think that's what it's got to be. You know, promote the shop and also promote this fantastic show that we just podcasted about. You can find all of that on jandjack.com/shop. Also on teespring.com/stores/jandjack. I uh, want to thank people that make this show possible. Our patrons over at patreon.com slash J and Jack, especially Tack from You're Tokyo. Up, all our patrons are heroes. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tack from Tokyo, Eckhart Richter, Molly the Millennial, Ed the Letter Carrier, and Maggie. Um, I, I think we're still... They supposed to say Maggie the Hero. Yeah. Ah, I like that. Yeah, that. Maybe that works. Um and all of our uh, patrons, you're all heroes to us, and that we would not be able to do any of these shows without you, especially heroes with J. Jack and Mike Reborn. Um, also, uh, coming up soon, uh, Westworld with J. Jack and Mike uh, coming in that's fast. Kind of let, I, I'll be, I'm going to be blunt. That's kind of a letdown to do Westworld after doing heroes. That's true. That's true. It'll, but be, it'll, we'll, be, t- it'll be tough to pry us away from our eyes yeah. being glued to the beauty on screen that is Heroes Season 2 and beyond. But you know what? I'll, I'll muster some excitement to uh, to sit down and talk about the Westworld Season 2. I saw there was some Shogun stuff going on, much like my beloved Heroes Season 2. Let's hope that we get some Adam Monroe showing up there in all his, you know, uh, in all his immortal glory. So may- that's what's keeping me fueled personally. That's true. That's true. Uh, be on the lookout. We're doing like a season two preview, probably a week or so before uh, season two starts, and then uh, back right. in the full swing of thing uh, with season two of Westworld. All right, I think that'll do it. Happy April first, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Hasta luego and goodbye. Bye. Gotcha.